Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman. I am your host for this hour, Rev K. Thank you for those of you that have tuned in at the 11 o'clock hour. My apologies for being just a few moments late. I will share that information with you. But first, um, just a couple announcements. Um, We're just going to be standing in prayer, actually, for Louisiana, those that were affected by the flooding. Um, We just, our hearts and our prayers go out to those families, especially of the families that are here praying and thinking of their loved ones. Um, And then also my church family, um, one of our ushers had a loss in their family. So our prayers go out to the Brumfield family um, in their time of bereavement. We just ask that everyone would just send a prayer up for those that are in need this hour. We want to thank our sponsor, She's Creative, um, for being a part of the ministry. Also, some of the women that have partnered up with and she shall be called woman. Um, We just want to thank God for all of you. You can find more information on our Instagram at officialrevk. And we're going to go ahead and go into prayer so we can get into our lesson. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for another opportunity to come before your presence, O God, and to just seek after your heart, Lord God, and your mind for this word for these women and men of God that may be listening. Lord, I ask that you would just decrease me right now in the name of Jesus and that your spirit would increase in me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I just thank you guys for tuning in again. And I just want to go into our scripture. We're going to be reading from the book of Luke. We're going to be reading from the book of Luke. We're going to be in the seventh chapter of Luke. Luke 7, chapter 7. And we're going to be starting at the sixth verse. Actually, no, let's go to the 36th verse. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. And I'm going to be reading from, I'm not going to do the King James or the ESV, which I normally do. Um, What I'm going to be reading from today is the NIV version. So if you have your Bible apps, you can just go right to the NIV If you have your Bibles, it just may read a little because I'm reading from a different translation, but it all means the same. Amen. So Luke chapter seven, starting at the 36th verse. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And she stood behind him at his feet, weeping. She began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people. Let me go back to it. I've lost my verse. The devil is a lie. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Let's go back to it. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which one of them will he love more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. 
Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. And the other guests began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And so our topic for today is, it's not too late. Our topic for today is, it's not too late. You know, before I stepped into the studio, I had wrote down a few different titles uh, that was coming to my heart this morning about this scripture. But as I was traveling and I ended up getting lost for a second, I, I was discouraged a little bit because I don't like to be late for an appointment. And I began to talk to God and I said, Lord, you know, it's my fault. I'm sorry that I was late. I got lost. Um, I had to stop to get gas and it cut into my travel time. And when I got back on the highway, I didn't know my direction and I couldn't put in the address as I was driving. So I was a little lost and off course. And God began to show me how that everything that I was writing down that the title would be, wouldn't be. He wanted me to know, and in his comfort of me running late, he said to me, it's not too late. See, one thing that I loved about reading about this woman with this alabaster jar is that one thing that was pointed out about her was her past. One thing that was pointed out about her was the things that she used to do and who she used to be and where she used to go. Have you ever had a situation to where you're trying to step into something new? You're trying to step into the presence of God. You're trying to come into the holiest of holies. But when you look around, you see people looking at you some type of way because the man didn't speak it out loud. He said it to himself. So it's, it's almost like it's the whispering and the murmuring and, and the thinking, but people can't hide their faces. There's no doubt in my mind that because the scripture says that Jesus answered him, that Jesus knew what he was thinking. Now I know that it sounds like we've veered off from our theory, our, our spiritual gifts series, but I just want you to understand that the Lord has showed me some things in this text that falls in line with even the gifts that we were studying the last couple of weeks. I said that it would be three series and and my thought of it would be that we would teach the um, the ministering gifts and its entirety and and the manifestation gifts and and then those gifts that that are in the book of first Corinthians and Ephesians, but God had other plans. And, and so I'm just a vessel. So I can't tell God what to do with me. I have to yield to the God that has control over me. And so as I begin to read in this text, the Lord began to show me the gifts. He said, you're still talking about the gifts and I need you to show them the gifts that you're talking about in this particular text. Amen. He said, it's not too late. And I thank God that I got off course. I, I began to get discouraged, but I thank God that I got lost. I thank God that I got off course. I thank God that I ran a little late to come into the radio station because it was then when I heard the Lord give me the title that he wanted and not the title that I had written down, the one that I felt worked best with this text. The Lord said it's not too late. Hallelujah. So I'm just telling someone today that it's not too late. Amen. It doesn't matter what you've done in the 
past. It doesn't matter what you've been in the past. It doesn't matter where you've gone in the past. The Lord said today that it's not too late. Tell my daughters it's not too late. It doesn't matter what they said about you. It doesn't matter what they spoke against you. It doesn't matter how they look at you and frown their faces up. I can hear them. I can discern what they're saying. He said they're talking about you behind your back, but they're still in my face when they say it. He said it's not too late. Glory to your name, oh God. It's not too late. Amen. It's not too late. Those of us that feel like we've we've done so much damage, that we've done so many wrong things, that we've traveled so many wrong places, that we had made situations and, and made circumstances worse than they are, the Lord is saying that it's not too late. There's still time. That means there's still time. He said, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and he reclined at the table. Now, Jesus begins to tell him that you didn't even think to wash my feet, but now you have a woman that's washing my feet with her tears. See, back in those times, it was a custom that when a prophet enters into a house that you would prepare water to wash their feet. Now, if it was a poor house, then the person was expected to wash their own feet. But when it was a wealthy house, the slaves were prompted to wash those feet. Hallelujah. And so he begins to say, look at what the man is saying. A woman that is in town who lived in a sinful, a, a sinful life, a sinful life. She learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster bar. God was showing me, he said, tell them to bring their gifts. Tell them to bring what they have. Bring the oil. Bring what you have in your hands to offer it to me. Hallelujah. He said, bring what you have. Bring your tears. Hallelujah. Bring all that you have. Bring your shame. Bring your embarrassment. Bring your past. It doesn't matter what you've done. Bring it all into my presence. It doesn't matter who's looking. Bring it in their faces. Bring it with boldness. Hallelujah. Bring it without reservations. Bring it all to me. Hallelujah. It says that she went into the came into there and and with the alabaster jar of perfume and she stood behind him at his feet and she was weeping there's no doubt in my mind that she began to replay some of the things that she has done in her life ladies have you ever replayed some of the things that you've done in the presence of God when you've kneeled down to pray when you stood in the sanctuary to offer up your thanksgiving when you lifted your hands in praise and in worship when you're sitting in your seat did you ever think back on some of the things that you felt bad about that you did hallelujah that you know that you shouldn't have done the things that you've done in your body the things that you've done in your mind the things that you've said out of your mouth have you ever had a moment where you felt like just repenting have you ever had a moment where you just felt godly sorrowful for the way that you behaved, the way that you acted women I'm talking to you have you ever had a moment where you were standing in the presence of God and you just began to weep hallelujah you just begin to cry hallelujah and your tears begin to just fall hallelujah her tears were falling but they were landing on his feet. Ah, glory to your name. See, this is something that was supposed to be done. This was predestined already. Amen. This was already written. See, see, the body of Christ was about to go to crucifixion in order to prepare the body. Hallelujah. You had to wash and you had to bring the perfumes and the oil. But we're not going to get into that in depth. You can read and study that for yourself. But she's standing behind him thinking about all the things and all the places. But she was bold enough to come into the Pharisee's house. And back in the those times and customs, women weren't allowed in the presence. Hallelujah. They weren't allowed on the inside of the houses. So not only did she make a, a bold presence there, hallelujah, she stood there. Hallelujah. She stood in the back of her Lord. Hallelujah. She stood behind him and not in front of him. She stood because she understood. Hallelujah. She stood because she understood that she was in the presence of God, that she was in the presence of a king. Why else would she bring her jar? Why else would she bring her gift? Why else would she bring the oil and begin to weep heavily because she was godly sorrowful. See, the Lord was showing me today. He said, it's a difference. Ah, It's a difference between an apology and repentance. Oh, glory to your name, God. It's a difference from apology and repentance. See, people apologize not for what they did. Some people apologize because they got caught doing what they did. Some people apologize because you found out what they did. Amen. Some people apologize just so you could be quiet. Some people apologize because they're trying 
trying to get back into your good graces after they've after they've uh, betrayed you or, or or wronged you. Some people apologize, but it's not coming from a place in their heart. Hallelujah. God said it's a difference when you apologize to me. Ha, huh, glory to your name. And when you repent, when you're godly sorrowful, when you know that you want a change, when you know that you want to turn around from what you're doing, repentance me to turn from it and to go in a different direction. He said a lot of people will confess what they did. They'll say what they did, but they're not really turning from what they did. He said repentance is what she was doing behind me. She was repenting with her tears. Her tears made intercessions for her mouth. And he never hear the woman speak. You never hear her say anything, but the move of God, hallelujah, shows what she was feeling. Women, can you feel what she was feeling? Have you ever been in a situation where you know that you've lived the wrong way, where you know that you were a sinner saved by grace, hallelujah, but you needed the Lord to do something different in your life. She's standing there, huh? Yet I thank you, oh God. She's standing behind him. Ah, glory to your name standing behind him at his feet weeping and she begins to wet his feet with her tears then she wiped them ah glory to your name she wiped them with her hair it, it just gives me a picture of Jesus when he washed the disciples feet when he was girded around with a towel and he began to wipe their feet when he washed them hallelujah with water and he wiped them with a towel she uses her hair as a towel and she begins to wipe not the tears off but the tears into it no doubt in my mind that as she saturated his feet with her tears and she wiped them with her hair hallelujah that not only was she touching him but he was touching her Ayata, he was touching her situation he was touched by her situation he was feeling hallelujah what she felt he could discern it and he knew it uh, glory to your name and it says that she wiped his feet with her tears then she kissed him hallelujah with her with wiped him with her hair and kissed them and poured perfume on him she begins to kiss and anoint the feet of Jesus glory to your name uh, we know that hey, this is a kiss a, 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 a sacred kiss this is a this is a humble kiss this is a repentant this is a sorrowful kiss. This is a kiss that you're trying to get his attention. You want him to feel what you've done and what you've gone through, but you want him to also know that you're different. You want to be different. Lord, I, I don't want to do what I used to do. I don't want to say what I used to say. I don't want to act the way I used to act. I don't want to go where I used to go. Her sincerity is in her kiss. Her sincerity is in her tears. Her sincerity is in her hair. She's trying to get him to understand. I should have, and God knows exactly what's going on. Jesus, he knows exactly what's going on in the room. Glory to your name. It says she poured perfume on them. And when the Pharisee who had invited him saw, he said to himself, glory to God. If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. What kind of woman she is. <clears throat> he said it to himself. Which means he looked at Jesus. He looked at the woman and what she was doing and he thought it. He never said it audibly. Most of the offenses that are against us are not even spoken audibly. But they're thought. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus can hear your thoughts. He knows what you're thinking. He knows where you've been. He understands the truth. And he calls him out on it. He said, let me tell you something. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, this man says, if this man were a prophet, he would know who's touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him. This is what the Holy Spirit was showing me this morning. He said, when you were talking about Ephesians and he gave some pastors and some prophets and some evangelists and some teachers. And he said, when you begin to talk about those gifts for the edification of the body and the building of the kingdom. He said, here I am using my gift as a prophet. 
Eh. He said, I'm sitting in the place. Yes, I am Jesus the Christ. Yes, I am Emmanuel. But right now I'm sitting in the office of a prophet. He said, because the man never spoke what he was saying in his mind out audibly, but I understood. See, if the man understood that Jesus was a prophet, prophet he would have recognized that Jesus knew his thought because he never spoke it. He, he said to himself, that's what the scripture said. Now, had the man discerned that the Lord had answered him, he would have understood, yes, truly this is a prophet. But instead, he said, if this was a prophet, he prophet, he would have knew the type of woman. Ah, glory to your name. Jesus answers because he is a prophet and he can understand what you're thinking. And he says it. He says, let me <laughs> I have something to tell you. Notice Jesus didn't focus his verbal attention on the woman. He didn't even have to stand up and defend her in his presence in that manner. But he gives him a little teaching lesson. The man replies, tell me, teacher. He said two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50 denarii. And I looked up what the cost of that would be. The 500 denarii would represent about a year and a half of your pay wages. The 50 denarii would represent about two months of your wages. So one owed about almost two years of his paycheck. Calculate your annual salary. About two years of that and one owed two months. And Jesus said, he said, neither of them had money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. The Lord was showing me today. He said, oftentimes, because we don't sin <laughs> the same, glory to your name. It's not that we sin, we are sinless. And I've seen this before. It's not that we're sinless. And some people think they sinless. He said, but it all equated the same. Sin is sin. He said, which debt do you think? Hallelujah. He said he forgave both of the debt debts. He said, now, which one of them will he love the more? And the reason Jesus is doing the comparison is because in the beginning of the text, it said a woman that lived in a town who lived a sinful life. Which means that all that she was doing was out of order with God. All that she was doing was out of order with Christ. He said, now which one of them will he love more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger death forgiven. He said, you've judged correctly. Then he turned toward the woman and he said to Simon, do you see this woman? <laughs> Glory to God. Do you see this woman? Now he begins to point out because Simon is trying to place himself in a sinless situation. He's trying to place himself to be better than this woman. See, that's one thing we have to be mindful and careful of when we go into the house of worship. We have to be careful that when people come in that we don't feel inferior to them, that we don't feel superior to them, that we don't make them feel like we haven't been where they are or we haven't been where they've what, through what they've gone through and what they've gone through. We have to make sure that we have this spirit of high hospitality glory to your name hospitality is what she showed him the Lord was showing me this morning he said hospitality is also a gift amen hospitality is also a gift hospitality is talked about in the book of <clears throat> in the book of it's, it's actually in many passages in the Bible hospitality is a spiritual gift amen it's a spiritual gift and 
Jesus begins to show me this morning. God begins to show me. He said hospitality. Now, now she's using her gifts. Amen. She's using her gifts without even us recognizing that she's using gifts. Hospitality. What it means is it's a warm welcome or when you welcome strangers or someone into your house or if you're serving those in need like food or lodging. It's in first Peter four, nine and ten. Um, it means the love of strangers. One thing about her is that she's loving Christ and, and she's not even knowing him. She knew of him and she heard about him, but now she's coming to him. She's showing hospitality by washing his feet with her tears. Amen. The man that owned the house didn't even show hospitality to the prophet that entered the house. So look at the gift. We have the gift of the prophet in office. Hallelujah. Now we have the gift of hospitality. He said, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You got to use all that you have, women of God. You got to use everything that God has given inside of you. Hallelujah. Even your tears make sense to the Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes we want to be so strong and we don't want to break down and, and we don't want to cry and we want to seem like we got it all wrapped together and all uh, all right in place. But God is showing us in the scripture, you can even come with your tears. If you don't even have no words, your tears will speak volumes for you. Your tears will do a service. Hallelujah. With your hands. Hallelujah. He said, your tears will outdo somebody that's sitting in the house with me. Hallelujah. That don't understand what you coming for. Let your tears work a work of hospitality in the name of Jesus. He begins to say, he said, when I entered in this house, hallelujah. From the time I entered in this house, she was not stopping kissing my feet. He said, you didn't put oil on my head, but she has pulled, poured perfume on my feet. Glory to God. He said she has poured perfume on my feet. This is a preparation for the body, the burial of Jesus Christ. She has poured oil. She has wet and washed his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. She's showing hospitality. She's showing the prophet, hallelujah, hospitality in the house of the Pharisee that didn't have enough sense to do anything when the prophet entered his house. Hallelujah. And so you have to be mindful that there are going to be a time where people People will come into the house of God and they may have been through a lot. You may know their history and their backstory and where they've been and saw them last night somewhere that they wasn't supposed to be. But you got to be careful of how you begin to act and think about the people that have a past. Hallelujah. You got to be careful how you think and act about the people that have things in their closet that you found out about. You got to be careful of how you think and act towards the people of God that are coming to God. Hallelujah. Standing there, repenting with their tears. You got to be careful of how you try to hold people in their past and in their sins. You got to be careful. Hallelujah. Church, we got to be careful that we don't misjudge people. Hallelujah. We got to be careful that when people are coming looking for Christ, when they are coming looking for a healing, for a deliverance, hallelujah, to be set free, that we don't stand in a way because of where they've been, because of what they've gone through. You are not God and we are not Christ that we can stand in the seat, hallelujah, of the prophet to judge anyone that comes into the house of God. We are supposed to be children of God and brothers and sisters of one another bearing each other's weight hallelujah we are supposed to be intercessors and and praying on behalf of one another hallelujah not judging those that come to the door that you know that was in a club hallelujah that you know that was in the casino that you know that was in the streets that you know that was smoking that you know that was drinking it's not your job to tell them not to come and to cry out to God it's not your job to think negative things about them in your mind because everything that you think God understands your thought hallelujah that's why when we when we repent, we're supposed to ask God for forgiveness for thought, word and deed for the things that we think, the things that we do. Hallelujah. And the things that we say, we got to be careful, not only with our mouth and with our hands, we got to be careful with our minds. Hallelujah. You have to make sure that you are not offending God, that you are not coming against this person by what you think about them. Glory to your name, Jesus, because you don't know what that person been through and you don't know what that person feels like. And you are not the one to tell them that they can't repent to God, that they can't come into his presence just as they are. You're not the one to tell them that it's too late when the Lord told us today, it's not too late to come on. Hallelujah. Come on anyway, daughter. He told me, he said, go on in there anyway and teach, go on in there and give them the word anyway. It's not too late. You got from 11 to 12. 
yourself. I understand that you took a wrong course. Hallelujah. That you ran late. Hallelujah. He said, but it's not too late. You made it just in time enough to give my word to my daughters and my sons and my people. He said, you made it in time just to get on the air and give somebody what I said. He said, I understand that you had a title already in your heart that you wanted to teach about this and that, but I wanted to tell somebody out there that was listening that it's not too late. Some people feel like it's not too late. They don't want to take the walk. Hallelujah. They don't want to give their hand to the pastor because the way you looking at them, they saw how you looked at them when they first came into church. Hallelujah. They saw how you looked at them and talked about them when they first entered into his gates. Hallelujah. He said, they don't want to come because they feel like it's too late. They feel like they've done too much in their life that I won't give them another chance. He said, I'm not just a God of second chances and third chances. He said, I'm the God of every chance. Hallelujah. He said, and I'm telling you today that it's not too late. Women of God, men of God, it's not too late. God said, you are right on time. Just come to the Lord. Come before his presence. Hallelujah. Come before the presence of the God. Come with your tears. Hallelujah. Saturate your heart with your tears, oh God. Hallelujah. Saturate his feet. Hallelujah. Picture yourself in the presence of God, weeping and crying and repenting about the things that you have done. You have to be godly sorrowful. Hallelujah. You have to be godly sorrowful for the things that we've done. You have to be in a place where you're turning away from the things that you've done, not turning back to him after you apologize to God and say, I'm sorry, but then go back and do the same thing that you did before, the same thing that you did last week, yesterday, last night. You have to be godly sorry. This woman was godly sorry. She understood that she needed God. She understood that she had no other chance. Hallelujah. That this was her opportunity, an opportunity of a lifetime to stand before the presence of God in the house of a Pharisee to weep at his feet. Glory to your name. Notice how she didn't even ask for anything. She didn't even ask for anything verbally, but her tears spoke on her behalf. Hallelujah. The oil spoke on her behalf. Hallelujah. Her hair wrapped around his feet spoke to his spirit because he understood her in the spirit. See, the thing is that we look at people on the outside and, and we look at the container and we don't understand the contents of that person. We don't understand what's wrapped inside of them. We don't understand what gifts they have. We don't understand that they're having the hospitality time at the altar trying to cry out to God and we try to interfere with our thoughts and we interfere with our judgment. We interfere with our negative thinking. Hallelujah. God is saying, watch your mind. Watch your thoughts. Wash your mind with something clean. Let your mind be the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have a person standing there. Hey, glory to your name, God. You have a person standing there that have not reached their full potential. That they have not reached where they are supposed to be, but oh, glory to God. Thank God they came. Thank God they came into the house of God. Thank God they made it into his presence. Who are we to judge them standing there? Who are we to begin to run down in our minds what they used to be and how they used to be and what they used to do? What made you God on that day that you saw someone and you saw they pass and you begin to wanting God to understand you don't know who this is, Lord. This this one right here is messy, God. Hallelujah. Who are you to misjudge someone in your mind? Let me tell you something, saints of God. You better watch your mind. Hallelujah. I know when we was growing up, mama used to tell us, watch your mouth. Hallelujah. You better fix your face. Hallelujah. But God is telling us you better watch what you're thinking. Hallelujah. Not only could you offend me in your thoughts about my child, huh? And I, and I will put you in order when you begin to think negative about someone that's trying to get to me, someone that needs me, not you, not you. They're coming to Christ needing something of the Lord. You better watch your mind. Watch your mind when you begin to think of other things about people that have a past, things about people that have messed up in the past. It's not too late. God said to tell you it's not too late. It's not too late. You can come. You can come just as you are. You can come with all of the errors and all of the mistakes and all of the mess ups and all of the put downs and all of the fall downs and all of the trips and the stumbles. He said, you can still come. He said, there's room at the cross for you. You can still come. Hallelujah. You don't even have to wait. You can come today. You can come to Jesus. Glory to your name. This is what it means to come to Jesus. Just the way you are. Hallelujah. Those that are discouraged Sunday after Sunday, trying to get into the house of God, trying to get up to the altar of God, trying to get to the feet of God, trying to get in the presence of God. And people are looking at you. God said to tell you today, it's not too late. Uh, You still have time to get here. You still have time to change. You still have time to turn around.
around. You still have time to let me fix your situation. You still have time. He said, so in tears. So in tears. So in tears in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name. So Jesus understands. He understands Simon's thoughts about this young lady. I'm here to tell you that Jesus understands people's thoughts against you. He understands their thoughts against you. And he said, it's still not too late. I don't care what they think about you. I don't care what they said about you. I don't care how they treated you. It's not too late. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. He said, he said, you didn't put oil on my head. You didn't give me a kiss. He said, you didn't wash my feet. But this woman, ah, glory to your name, this woman, women of God, be that woman that stands out. Be that woman that's not ashamed of their past. Be that woman that's not embarrassed by the stuff that you did. Know that God is telling you on today that it's not too late. Be that woman that Jesus speaks up for. Be that woman that said, this is the one that came. When y'all was all standing around looking at her all crooked eye. When y'all was standing around thinking about her all negative. This is the one that still came to me this is the one that still made her way into my presence hallelujah in the name of Jesus he said glory to your name he said I tell you her many sins have been forgiven Uh, glory to your name can you imagine Uh, uh, glory to your name God can you imagine If you just had to think back on your life and all the things that you've done, all the sins that you've committed, all the sins, all the things that you've said, all the things that you thought, all the things that you did. Hallelujah. Think about one sin. Think about another sin. Now think about another one and another one. Remember when you did this. Remember when you did that. Begin to think of all the things that you did that was not God, that you did that was against God. Begin to think about all your sins. Hallelujah. I dare you to get in a place where you begin to think about everything thing you did hallelujah Jesus says he says for this woman all her sins are forgiven I'm here to tell you that it's not too late that not only will he forgive your sins hallelujah he's gonna forgive all your sins if you would just come back into the presence of God if you would just come back to Jesus no matter what the naysayers are thinking and what they're saying if you would just come back into the house of God if you would just come back to the Lord no matter what God said of that look I'm gonna forgive everything she did shut up he said her debt is bigger than yours her debt is bigger because she sinned more I should I see people think that because you're not sinning as much as this person is sinning that they don't stand a chance to be forgiven the devil is a lie the devil is a lie you think that they don't stand a chance to be forgiven because they messed up half their life and you've been in church all your life ah the devil is a lie hey the devil is a lie you think because that you have been born on the morning bench and this person just stepped into the house of God and they have repentance in their heart that you're superior to them the devil is a lie you're no better than them hallelujah God said all her sins eh, all her sins are forgiven because of what she did because of her faith hallelujah her faith faith is also a gift of the spirit hallelujah faith is also a spiritual gift amen faith is also a spiritual gift faith means to be firmly persuaded of God's power and his promises to accomplish his will and purpose and to display such a confidence in him Uh, and his word that circumstances and obstacles do not shake that conviction hallelujah women of God we're not gonna let anything shake our conviction every time that God chastening us he knows that he chastens us because he loves us every time God shakes up with with that conviction then we know that we are in the right place hallelujah because we know of his power and we know of his promises and we know of his will for our lives amen you can find the spiritual gift of faith in 1 Corinthians 12 8 through 10 it means to firm persuasion or conviction it's because you have that conviction hallelujah you have to step out on faith where you have to go where others won't even try to go hallelujah step out in faith where others will not even try to go this is what she did she stepped out into the pharisee's house not many people were going into their house uninvited she wasn't supposed to be there and she wasn't supposed to touch christ hallelujah because it was a custom that she didn't hallelujah and but she did what it was 
customary for them not to do, but faith had her do. You remember when the woman with the issue of blood, we talked about her. She was a woman that we talked about in press. She pressed her way into the presence of God. She had to press past the crowd. She had to press past everything. She had to press past her mindset to make her think she couldn't do it. Press past the doctor's report. You remember the woman in press. Now this woman, hallelujah, she's a woman that had to just continue to walk by faith. The woman in the in the press and the woman that had to touch the him, hallelujah, touch the H-E-M, hallelujah. But this woman touched H-I-M, hallelujah. She didn't just touch his him. She touched him. She touched his feet with her tears. She touched his feet with her hair and she touched his feet with her oil. Her hands touched him. Her hair touched him. Her heart touched him. Her mind touched him. Her situation touched him. Her sins touched him. Her repentance touched him. Do you understand, women of God, that you can touch him, that you can touch him with everything about you, that you can touch him with your past mistakes. You can touch him with your future uh, endeavors, with your future hopes and dreams. You can touch him. You can touch him right where you are, not just the H-E-M, but the H-I-M. I dare you to reach out and touch the him. Touch the him that is our Christ. Touch our Lord. Touch our Father. Touch our brother. Touch our intercessor. Hallelujah. Our salvation. Our way maker. Hallelujah. Our redeemer. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Our risen Savior. Our resurrected Savior. Hallelujah. I dare you to touch the lily of the valley. Touch. Touch him in the name of Jesus. Touch H-I-M. Touch him. Hallelujah. Touch him by telling him all about yourself. Touch him by coming to him with a true heart of repentance. Touch him no matter what people are saying or how they're looking. Touch him in the name of Jesus. I dare you to touch the H-I-M. I dare you to touch the H-I-M. I dare you to touch the H-I-M in the name of Jesus. Touch him in the name. Uh, glory to your name, God. In the name of Jesus. Hey, glory to your name, God. Thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. She's sowing a, a sign of repentance. And genu genuine repentance has no limits. Genuine repentance has no shame. Genuine repentance reaches the Lord. God said there is a difference between apologizing to him and repenting. Because an apology just means you're sorry, but you may do it again. But to repent means to turn away from it. To turn away from your sins. Amen. She wept behind him. Tears washing his feet. Hair wiping in her tears. Wrapped, hallelujah, in everything that she was in her past. Being recognized. Have you ever went somewhere and they recognized you for who you used to be? <laughs> I can bear witness to that feeling. I can feel this woman. I can feel her hurt and her repentance. Because we all have a past. We all have a past. And none of us have yet arrived. And I can feel her because I know there were some things that I did in my past that I'm not proud about. That there were some things in my past that I did that, that I was ashamed about. There are some things that I did in my past that I was embarrassed about. But those same things I was godly sorry about. And that's the difference. Sometimes we don't see the people's godly sorrow. They're, they're godly sorrowful for what they've done. We think that people walk into the house of God and, and some people may, but those of us, and I have to include myself, those of us that are truly trying to do better and they are truly trying to, to, to be better. We're tired. Ah, glory to your name. We're tired of you looking upside our head, remembering what we used to do and what we used to be. We're tired of the Simons in the city. We're tired of you. We're tired, but we came to serve you notice today that our father told us that it's not too late. We came to serve notice to all the Simons in every church that is assembled in Las Vegas, a church almost on every corner. We're tired of the Simons that, that are in the sanctuary that's speaking negative in your mind. You think God can't hear your thoughts? Eh, glory to your name. You think God doesn't hear what you're thinking while people are walking down that aisle, while people are assembling in his house? You think that Christ can't hear you? Eh, glory to your name. You better watch your mind. 
You better watch your mind. Because the Lord is saying, who is love more? <laughs> Glory to your name. Who is love more? You with your little sinful self? You that ain't never drank, ain't never smoked, ain't never fornicated. You that ain't never lied, ain't never stole, ain't never gambled. You that ain't, ain't, ain't never committed adultery. You that ain't never looked at somebody lustfully. You, 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 you think you better than the one that has done all this stuff. He said, I forgive all your sins, daughter. Hallelujah. I forgive everything you did. It's not too late to come to Jesus. It's not too late to come the lord said today it's not too late to come so i'm just here sharing a word of inspiration and and i thank god for his word to me today because for one moment i was discouraged and and god began to show me that it's okay that he has me covered no matter what he said even when you were running behind uh, he said you wasn't late you wasn't too late for me because you still allowed yourself to come and to be used by me you still allowed yourself to be available for me to speak through you still allowed yourself women will you allow God to use you no matter what's going on no matter what distractions or what type of reroutes it you have to take no matter if you're running late for church don't get discouraged and say I'm gonna stay home if you're running late for worship and Bible study and Sunday school don't get discouraged and say I'm just not gonna go it's not gonna matter I'm late anyway no just get up and continue to go there's a blessing and a reward in your going there's a blessing when you step out on faith he said that if we walk by faith and not by sight he said without faith it's impossible to please God hallelujah he said now faith is the substance of things that are hoped for and the evidence of things not seen hallelujah he said hallelujah Jesus faith faith now faith this faith right now in the name of Jesus and so we have to continue on this journey we have to repent with our tears we have to go before the presence of God and 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 just go knowing that no matter what they think about you that God is going to check them anyway no matter what they think and no matter what they say in their minds about you God is going to check them anyway on your behalf and no matter if you are the biggest sinner hallelujah like Paul said I'm the chief of sinners hallelujah I'm the chief of sinners he said God said it's not too late if it wasn't too late for Paul it's not too late for you if it wasn't too late for this woman is not too late for you if it wasn't too late for me glory to your name it's not too late for you now you can go and research and, and listen to the rumors that they've said about rev k you can go and hear the naysayers and the backbiters and the talkers that want to tell you about my past before they tell you about my presence you can go and give ear to the enemy because i don't really care because god said it's not too late and the same god that checked simon is going to check you so keep people name uh, your mind keep their name out your mouth and keep their name off of your lips if you're not speaking good if you're not trying to help if you're not trying to heal if you're not trying to pray if you're not trying to encourage keep people's names out your mind and see because it says out of the abundance of the heart the heart the mouth speaks and so you have to be careful what you put in your heart if you're thinking negative things about us in your heart hallelujah it's gonna come out your mouth so I dare you to watch your mind don't just watch your mind but watch your heart and then watch your heart will keep you to watch your mouth don't put your mouth on a woman or a man of God and cause yourself in judgment with God cause yourself to be checked and caught out by God hallelujah because we all have a right to salvation we all have a right for forgiveness we all have a right to be turned around by none other than Christ and I thank you for tuning in to this episode of And She Shall Be Caught Woman on this day let us pray God we thank you right now in the name of Jesus we thank you for all that you have done on this day, Lord God. We thank you that we made it on time, Lord God, to you, Lord. Hallelujah. That it wasn't too late for us to turn from our wicked ways, for our evil ways, Lord, our sinful lifestyles to come to you, Lord God, that you still have room in your heart for us. You will still receive the sinner, Lord God. Hallelujah. That you receive our repentance, our turning around, Lord God, to come to you and that you would give us an opportunity, Lord God, and to go and sin no more, Lord God. We thank you that you have given us the spirit of faith, the gift 
this faith, Lord God, that we will walk boldly no matter what, Lord God, to you and those sinners that may be tuning in, Lord God, I pray that you would move in their spirit right now to let them know, let the word saturate in their heart, to let them be encouraged, to know, let them cry even right where they are, to hold their head and say, Lord, her head had to be down for her tears to be falling on his feet, hold their hair down, but only just for a moment to bow a prayer to say that it's not too late for me. Hallelujah. And we thank you for your word on today, Lord God. Bless every hearer, every listener, and every receiver of your word, Lord God. Bless this radio station, oh God. Bless those that have continued on this journey with you, Lord. And, and we thank you right now, and we ask that you will cover us for the rest of this day, Lord God. And we will be so careful and mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, we're going to continue on to give you whatever it is that God has for us. I I can say that I prepare, but I never know what will happen until I get here. And so I just want you to continue to pray for this show and all the shows that are on this network. Continue to pray for Pastor Jay and Lady AJ and all of the other people that are on the Anointed Radio Network as we bind together, Lord God, as we bind together as a family of a household of faith, believing and trusting God for this radio show to do even more, to go everywhere, to be all that it was anointed and appointed to become. And we just thank you for tuning in with us. God bless you on this day our lives to bless others it makes the world a better place so i reached out to some of my friends that i know have blessed the world to encourage you to find a way bless somebody else i know i know i know god has been faithful every day yes and i believe I believe, I believe God's hand is on my life His hand is on my life God has proven that He's faithful God has proven that He's faithful For eternity I will be grateful Sing it for me, Wes Blessed with so much How can I keep it up to keep it to myself? Bless more. Lord, I promise every time you bless, I'm gonna bless somebody else. Here we go. Fred Hammond, y'all. Somebody else. Just because the Lord blessed me.
your harvest.